this gospel teaches us one thing, and is what to do when things go don't go the way you planned. Many times things don't go the way we plan, and most of us we complain or we blame, we get frustrated, and so on and so forth. But Jesus is different. When he goes to preach the gospel to three cities of Galilee, Bethsaida, Capernaum, and Chorazin, he goes, he proclaims the gospel, and he performs many miracles. But people don't listen. People don't change. And he says to these cities, Woe to you, Chorazin, woe to you, Bethsaida, for if the mighty deeds done in your midst had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would, have, they would long ago have repented. So he goes, he preaches, he performs miracles, but things don't go the way he thought. They don't change. And he, in a sense, um, tells them, you don't listen to me. But Jesus doesn't get discouraged. Jesus doesn't complain or blame. The gospel we read today is the response to this reaction of Jesus. I give you praise to you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, for although you have hidden these things from the wise and the learned, you have revealed them to the little ones. This is beautiful. Things don't go the way he planned. People don't change. His miracles bear no fruit. But Jesus doesn't turn to anger or self-pity or complain or blaming. On the contrary, he praises the Father. He praises you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth. This is very challenging. I am not that way. I'm sure you are not that way as well. Especially during COVID times, no, when most of things don't go the way we planned. Maybe you are planning to go on vacation to Florida this weekend. Not a good idea. Or maybe you are planning to go to college and now you need to change and get used to studying from a screen or you are going to get married or sickness came your way or you thought things were going to go back to normal by this time. So in many ways, things don't go the way we have planned. I have so much uncertainty about retreats and so many things I had to cancel. But we are lucky because we can now wear the masks. No, that makes it even more beautiful. That's a joke, just. So how can we be more like Jesus? How can we learn what can we learn from him jesus is always jumping from life to prayer he prays in the temple but also many times from the things that happen to him good and bad he lifts up his heart and his mind to the father if you remember the multiplication of the bread in mark it says that before doing the miracle he prays to the father or when He's going to raise up Lazarus. He says, Father, you always hear me. And today, after the rejection of these three cities, he says, I praise you, Father. So in the life of Jesus, the events of life, 
positive or negative, were for him an occasion to praise the Father. So let us see what this prayer teaches us. Three things. The first one, Jesus says, I praise you, Father. He says the word, Father. You can only praise God in the moment of difficulty or adversity if you truly trust that God is your Father. If you truly believe that He's good. If you don't fall into the hermeneutic of suspicion or you become doubtful of the love of the Father. Jesus has a firm conviction that God is his Father and that he is good and that he only wants what is good for him, his beloved son. That's the first condition to praise the Father in all circumstances, to trust in his goodness. In the Gospel of Luke, chapter 10, we find exactly the same prayer, but it starts with this um, qualification. It says, Jesus rejoiced in the Holy Spirit. And he said, I praise you, Father. He rejoiced in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit moved him to say, I praise you, Father. So the same is true of us. If we live in the flesh, as says St. Paul, we cannot do this. If we have no faith, it's very difficult to praise God in the moment of adversity. Actually, when we don't have faith, we just complain or we doubt the goodness of God. But it's the spirit of Jesus, the spirit who raised Jesus from the dead, lives in us, dwells in us. He helps us replicate the life and the prayer and the praise of Jesus to the Father. It's not only effort, it is a grace. So that's the first thing we learn from Jesus. To praise him in the midst of any event of life, we need to trust and believe that he's our Father and that the Holy Spirit helps us, aids us to do this. Second, Jesus recognizes that God is Lord of heaven and earth. We can give thanks in all circumstances to God because God is always God. That sounds very simple, but think of this. If everything collapses in your life, if finances don't go well, if health also goes down, if your relationships end, if all your plans end, God is still the Lord of heaven and earth, and you can praise him, you can cling to him. He can be your rock and your refuge. And even in the most negative circumstance of life, you can still praise God as the Lord of heaven and earth. I love the example of Paul and Silas in Philippi. They go, they preach, but they find persecution. They put them into jail, and before that, they scorch them. And what does Paul do? What does Silas do? They don't fall into self-pity or doubting the goodness of God. It says that in, at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. 
Think of that. They beat them up, put them into jail. It's midnight. They're praying and singing hymns to God, even in the midst of the most negative circumstance. God was God, and they were praying and singing to him. So the second reason to imitate Jesus is to lift up your heart to God. When you are worried or when things don't go your way, just remember that God is God. And that should be a source of joy. Finally, the third reason to praise the Father always is that he has always a grace or a blessing in store for you. Jesus doesn't praise the Father for the lack of faith of the Galileans. He praises the Father for the faith of the humble and the simple. So when things don't go the way we planned, we can either focus on what is missing or try, like Jesus, to discover the deeper plan, the deeper blessing, the deeper pattern that the Father has. And he wants to give with his hand to you. In 1 Thessalonians, Paul says, In all circumstances, give thanks, for this is the will of God. He says, in all circumstances, not for all circumstances. We need to focus on what is good. You cannot give thanks to God for sickness or for death or for that adversity. You need to give thanks to God in that adversity. Because there is something good that the Father wants to give you. I was planning next Monday, we are going on vacation with Andres, Farmatias, and I was planning the vacation. We were trying to go to Glacier National Park. But it was impossible. It was one campsite only out of the five, and everything was reserved for the next two months. So I was kind of upset. Oh, like, why this? I want to go here. Well, I couldn't go. But then, through different research, we found a cabin in Washington, not Washington, D.C., but North Washington State. And it's a much better thing. Plus, I don't need to go on a tent 10 days. That was going to be too much. But that's always the case. Many times we're focusing on what we want to have, but the Father is trying to give us something else. So the third reason to praise the Father always is because we can always discover a deeper pattern, a deeper grace the Father has in store for us. So the homework for this week is pretty simple. Like Jesus, try to go from life from the events of life, positive or negative, to praise. And you can just repeat the thing that Jesus does. I give you praise, Father, Lord of heaven and earth. And then say why, for this reason. Yes, pray in the church, pray in the silence, but also jump from life to prayer. And this is what you did in the psalm. You and me, we already said five times, 
I will praise your name forever, my King and my God. I will give you praise forever, my King and my God. Let your faithful ones bless you. Let your faithful ones bless you. The Lord is faithful and he's holy in all his works. <laughs> 